Good morning. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning and welcome. I am Julie Shore, president and owner of Career Development Advisors. And this is Chrissy, my producer. And we are happy to be with you for another segment of Next Step Wednesdays. And for those of you that are joining us for the first time, just to give you a really brief introduction, Career Development Advisors, my firm is located in Pennsylvania, but I serve clients all across the US as well as internationally. And I work with organizations to help them hire, develop, and transition talent. So I work with larger organizations on their outplacement and career transition needs. And then I work with individuals as well to help them figure out what their next move should be in their career, whether it's proactively or they're actively in job search mode. And so I created this Wednesday little break, this live stream, so we can really give you five actionable items you can take every Wednesday as you move forward in your career. So whether you are actively searching for a job, passively, perhaps you're a, a leader or manager in your organization and you're just looking for some tips, this show is definitely for you. And Chrissy is here to help watch for your comments, your questions. So feel free to chat in. I always have content prepared, but certainly can take questions as well. So thank you for joining us. And today's topic is on transferable skills, which couldn't be more timely, in my opinion, based upon all the feedback I'm getting from people I'm working with. And that's really how I come up with the five-step topic each week is, what are people I'm working with struggling with? And certainly through COVID-19 and the pandemic, certain industries have been affected more so than others. And so we've had to get creative and figure out what are transferable skills. And for those of you that aren't familiar with this, and again, these topics are applicable whether you're in a position or not. And it really behooves each of us to be proactively managing our careers. And so Merriam-Webster actually defines, I'm gonna read verbatim, the word transferable is to convey from one person, place, or situation. And it means to make a move or a shift. And that's exactly what we're talking about. So all of us have skills, knowledge, education, experience, and given what's going on in the environment right now, we might have to get creative how to use those skills, whether it's retooling in our current roles, maybe roles have shifted. I know I work with a lot of organizations where we've had to take another look at job descriptions and redefine people's jobs. I can tell you from my own experience, so my bachelor's degree is in human resources management, and I've had a variety of roles where I've had to transfer my skills. So even from the very beginning, so if you're listening as a new grad or someone in college or someone who's just graduated from high school, you need to begin to think about all of this now to stay one step ahead in your career. So my very first internship was actually with the American Red Cross. And I volunteered in their, or I should say I, I worked in their volunteer services department. So human resources is all about paid employees. Volunteer department was all about volunteers. So you might say, hmm, what 
how does how is that the same? Well, you still needed to basically onboard the volunteers. You had to train them in the policies and procedures. You had to set schedules for them. So you see the transferability in human resources. You're doing all of those things. So it was a great baseline learning for me. And then I did another internship with a very small consulting firm in the manufacturing industry. And so I learned transferable skills like building PowerPoints and creating training materials on a variety of topics that HR professionals needed that worked in the manufacturing sector. So every opportunity I've had has taught me something new. And so you might be wondering, yeah, there's a little bit of a bridge from human resources to career coaching. HR or human resources covers such a variety of areas in the talent management cycle. But again, I've chosen now to follow my passion and hone those in on the recruiting, the training and development, and then the outplacement or career coaching pieces. And so I want to really talk to you about how can you get creative and what are transferable KSAs? So before we get into the five steps, what are KSAs? Well, first of all, I'm going to define that for you in one second, but they can be applied to multiple roles, industries, or settings. So for instance, one industry that has been really hard hit through this pandemic is hospitality, travel, leisure. So a lot of those folks have had to get creative and say, okay, what are my transferable KSAs? So what does KSA mean? What does it mean at its very core? It basically means your knowledge, your skills and abilities. And funny, these are actually on job descriptions or included in job posting. So it actually gives you a little bit of a sense when you're looking for different jobs or opportunities, whether it's an internal job posting or an external one, you need to be looking at what are the KSAs that are needed and do I have them? And sure you do, you're gonna be surprised how, how you do have them. So on this next slide, again, I wanna give this basic introduction. Here is, it's not all encompassing, but I wanted to kind of pull together what are some common KSAs, again, knowledge, skills, and abilities that I have seen across multiple industries, multiple levels of jobs, even jobs I've recruited for, they tend to be very commonly found in multiple job descriptions. So whether it's a vice president of marketing role, whether it's an HR director, whether it's a customer service representative, whether it's a client concierge, whether it is an engineer, a teacher, attorney, a paralegal, a manager of IT, these are some very common knowledge, skills, and abilities that are needed in a job and that you probably possess. And so you need to take inventory of those. So things like teamwork, you know, let's face it, a very large portion of jobs out there require interaction or working to some extent with others, whether it's the customer, whether it's the client, whether it's your team, you have to have some sort of collaborative skills. You need to be able to communicate. Some jobs require you to communicate in writing, some verbally, some both, some facilitating or presenting. Problem solving skills. So when I'm working with folks in the outplacement area or career coaching, two things I tell them that we have to hit home that employers are looking for. Again, this is whether you're in your current job struggling with trying to figure out that next move for yourself or you're actively looking, employers wanna know two things. What problems can you solve for me and what value can you add? And so throughout our time together today, keep those two things in the back of your mind. What problems can you solve? What values can you add? And that's where those transferable skills come in. 
project management, flexibility, adaptability, now more so than ever, as organizations have to, in some cases, I don't want to say scrap their long-term strategic plans, but they are kind of pulling them back and looking for short-term wins and doing more short-term planning. So projects you may have had on your plate or been responsible for, maybe there's faster turnaround times, quicker deadlines. So you have to be able to adapt and pivot. Project management skills, critical thinking skills, ability to develop relationships. Those are all very common skills that you need in a lot of organizations. And I got to tell you, the ability to work in a fast-paced environment Oh, I don't know. It's probably been four or five years since I've written a job description where that has not been included. And again, I've worked in more than 15 industries and helped hire positions from entry level to, like I said, really senior strategic roles. And all of these things are included. So what we're going to talk about now. So these are just common KSAs. So let's take it a step further. And if you're a leader or a manager, what are some common KSAs? And as you're listening, feel free to chat in if any of these strike a chord with you or if there's others you'd like to share so we can all learn from each other. What are some common leader KSAs? Again, those knowledge, skills, and abilities. Well, typically you need to be able to coach other people to maximize their performance. You need to be able to lead, inspire, build camaraderie, build trust. You need to have some understanding of budgets and finances. Doesn't mean you need to be the primary finance person, but you probably need to understand how to monitor a budget, forecast potential sales, those kinds of things. Strategic thinking and planning skills, huge at that next level. Managers, leaders, I can tell you, I've sat on multiple interview panels over the last several months where we asked a lot of behavioral-based questions when I'm hired by an organization to help them recruit surrounding strategic planning, critical thinking, negotiation skills, relationship building skills, because those are key success factors. And so again, today we want to make sure we're really thinking about what are those transferable skills? We do not have to pigeonhole ourselves in the same career, in the same job, in the same organization for our whole, whole professional career. Remember, average, we spend 88,000 hours in a lifetime at work. So we want to make sure we're doing something we love, fulfills our passion, our skills, etc. And statistically, I believe I shared this previously as well, uh, there people hold, and this is according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, about 11.7 jobs in a lifetime and up to three to five careers in a lifetime. So again, careers, think about these transferable skills. I actually saw three to seven careers. And actually Chrissy, our producer, she actually was a newscaster, a journalist, and now she is a live stream consultant and she also is in art and she's an entrepreneur. So that could be a whole other conversation for another day, but I know a lot of folks that have transferred careers and taken these transferable skills. And so that's what I want to introduce to you today to begin to think about what are those five steps you can take now to discern your transferable skills. We tend to give ourselves all kinds of negative self-talk and we wanna stop that. Today we're gonna to be positive and we're going to figure out, okay, what are five steps we can take? Remember, my, this program is about helping you take action right away. I'm not saying you have to do it this afternoon, but between now and say Sunday, these are five things you can do. Schedule time into your day. So if changing careers, upscaling your skill set is a priority for you, you've got to schedule time to do this. 
So what are some steps you can take? And the very first step that you can take to help discern your transferable skills is to figure out your accomplishments. It is never too soon or too early to do that. I was just, we just took our oldest daughter to college this week. And I remember when she was going through the college application process, we had to figure out a resume for her. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's her senior year. I know she's done things. I know she's been in activities. I know she's won awards. Same thing. Those are accomplishments. And so it's never too soon to start that process. So if any parents out there are listening or any high schoolers, college students, write, begin to write down your accomplishments. They are the fundamental building blocks for your resume, for interviews, and for future career conversations. Very, very important. And this will also help you to figure out what are those transferable skills, which is a future step I'm going to mention here in just a moment. So the second step is what I want you to do is think about the knowledge, skills, and abilities you are using each and every day. I know, I'm making you guys think today, right? What are some KSAs you use every day, regardless of your title or where you are in the hierarchy in an organization? You're probably using time management skills, organizational skills, project management skills. Even if you're not a certified PMP, which is a project management designation, you are probably doing a lot of coordination if you're in any type of operational role. And so how do you bridge that gap? How do you figure out how to transition some of those skills you're using on a daily basis into the new role you want. And certainly there are ways to frame that in a resume, and that's not what we're talking about today, but I want you to first think about, so let's say you're, you've been looking for a job and you're frustrated. Um, first of all, the good news is unemployment's down. So in April, certainly it spiked with COVID to around a little over 14%. And as of July, it was down 3% to 11%. I will tell you that I have, I am coaching a handful of people right now, and three of them got jobs in different parts of the country just this month. So the activity is happening. So again, take a step back, figure out what your KSAs are. What are you doing each day? If any of you who are listening are not currently working, or maybe, maybe you've stepped out of the workforce for a while, think about the things, again, you do on a day-to-day -day basis. Are you organizing your family? Are you scheduling you know, where people are going in your family, what you're having for dinner, caregiving responsibilities? Those are all really important skills. Time management, scheduling, organizational, coordination, overseeing. So again, don't sell yourself short. Think about what those are that you do each and every day. And we need to figure out how to get those for on the forefront of the folks you're speaking with. And again, this is the heavy lifting you're doing now. So the third step I want you to do is I want you clean slate. And I always ask people I'm coaching this question. If you could have any job you wanted, what would that be? What is your ideal job? So I want you to write that down. And I know this, I, this is not too far-fetched, but I want you, you need to know, you need to aim high, okay? You need to aim high. And I need you to think about what would just your perfect job be? What would your ideal situation be? And then I also want you to write down three roles you aspire to or are interested in next. And then under each of those, I want you to write down the skills that are required in that role. Now you might be listening and saying, Julie, I have no idea what those skills are. So one of the steps within step three is you have to actually do your homework. You have to do your research. So I want you to go out to some job boards and let's say you want to be an event planner. Go out and pull up, Google yourself a job, pull up event planner or event coordinator and see what's required. And chances are you're gonna see a pattern 
of skills that are actually required, whether it's coordination, ability to meet deadlines, ability to think on your feet, proactively solve problems, whatever it is. And think about if you have those. And I always tell people a good rule of thumb is if you have about 80% of the skills, the desire, the match from the posting or the opportunity to what you want to do, that, that could be a good potential fit, at least one to move down the path to applying for. So write down, and again, if you don't have the skills, so don't lose heart. So if you're writing down the skills that are required and you don't have them, them, excuse me, then the next step is you need to think about how to get those. So if you're in a position within an organization right now, it's time to level up. Raise your hand for special opportunities that come up. Raise your hand for special assignments without a change in pay, without a change in job title. Offer to be a mentor. We talked a few weeks ago about getting a mentor. Do that. Again, you're going to acquire those skills faster than you know it. And so that transferability, we have to do that anyway. So let's say you are a director of marketing for um, a good for a service organization. We'll say let's say uh, director of marketing for a healthcare system. And let's say you decide to become a director of marketing in a for a retailer. You still have transferability of skills because you're changing industries. You have to learn a new industry. And so you need to demonstrate how you can do that. And same thing, looking at how you can translate those skills. I'm working with, or I've worked with, let's think, an engineer who wants to now transfer and take on an operational role, for instance, in the retail industry. So again, there's a lot of transferability. I see it happen all the time. And sometimes people don't even think about it. So I was having a conversation a couple of weeks ago with some folks in the construction industry. And they said, you know, I need to hire some business development folks, but it never occurred to me that people have transferable skills in different industries that could learn some of those things. And so if you can demonstrate and speak to how you've learned things, different projects you've taken on, that's what we're really focusing on. So again, go, the step, fourth step, thank you, Chrissy, is you wanna go back to those accomplishments and extract, so pull out those transferable skills. And so a real example of an accomplishment statement, and I'm gonna read this to make sure I, I get it right. And all accomplishment statements start with action verbs. We're not gonna get into that today, but just as a quick example. So here's an example of an accomplishment. Trained customer service representatives on new proce procedures resulting in improved timely reporting metrics and improved overall customer service ratings by 10% within three months. That is a fantastic accomplishment statement. It tells the action you took, what was involved and the results. And anytime you can quantify those results, the better. And so what skills did you use? I don't know if anyone has a thought about that. You can feel free to chat those in. What skills were used in that accomplishment statement? Well, just a quick glance, I can come up with four. One is certainly training or facilitation skills. Two is project management. So if this person had to train, they probably had to figure out a schedule and how they were gonna train these people. Communication skills, I don't know how you train someone without talking, right? You had to use your communication skills, probably creativity skills in developing the training materials and analytical skills. So in order to provide the metrics of how the customer service improved, there had to be some sort of data analysis going on. So in that one little statement, we've extracted four or five transferable skills. So that is how you would do that. And so I would go back to your resume and begin to think about that. 
or if you haven't created a resume, that's something you need to do. Or if you have a resume and you feel like you just can't get any bites, go back and look how strong your accomplishment statements are. Going back to transferable skills, the fifth step you can take is, and this, this one people, again, usually are like, oh, Julie, I don't want to do this. Draft a branding statement regarding your strengths. And here it is again, the value you can bring either in your current role or to a prospective employer with, again, whomever you're having this conversation with, whether it's a networking conversation or it's your boss or someone within in your sphere, maybe it's an interviewer, a hiring manager, a recruiter, to help them understand you know, where you've been, what your strengths are, and where you want to go, what you want to do next in your career. If you don't have this nailed down, people are not going to be able to help you figure this out, especially in an interviewing situation. Sure, a coach, a mentor can absolutely help you figure that out. But if it's real time on the job and you have a real project you're in the middle of, people aren't going to take the time to figure that out. And so you have to all this career stuff, guys, it's a journey. It, there is not a crystal ball. It takes a lot of concerted effort, dedicated time. There's homework involved when I work with people to help you figure these things out. And we do it together in baby steps. And so I really want to encourage you, if you have felt stuck for a while, that I really want to encourage you to, again, get a mentor, get a coach, you know, Albert Einstein once said, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again. And who wants to do that, right? So if you feel like you've had conversations ad nauseum with your current organization about where you want to go in your career, and for whatever reason, it's not happening, or let's say you've been at this job search thing for a while, and you can get an interview, but you can just can't seem to get past that interview. Well, there's probably something that needs to be improved, whether it's in your branding, your identification of your strengths or transferable skills to how you can add value. It could be um, your lack of knowledge. It could be lack of preparation. It could be a variety of things. And so that's where a coach can be helpful in holding you accountable. And so I want to just make you aware of an upcoming opportunity. I am launching a masterclass series in September, and we're going to cover the four main topics that I get the most questions on, which is resumes and how to beat artificial intelligence, how to nail the behavioral interview, really utilizing LinkedIn. Gosh, if you're not on LinkedIn, you're absolutely missing the boat in most industries and most professions and most jobs. Um, I get if you're not a big social media fan, but LinkedIn can work for you while you're sleeping. And so we're really going to tackle that to really give you that all-star status in LinkedIn. And then networking strategies outside of my business development folks or sales folks, because you know networking is one of their transferable skills. So they did it in their jobs to bring in the revenue to their organizations, and they have no trouble transferring that to their job search. But for a lot of us, that can be a little iffy, uncertain, those kinds of things. And so folks I work with, I provide scripts. And so this masterclass series is an opportunity for you to gain an instant network of folks from around the country. We'll meet for an hour a week. 
And anyway, there there is limits to this class size that I will allow. I will not allow more than 10 people in the class because I want it to be meaningful to you. And so if you're curious and would like to learn more, um, I welcome a conversation for 15 minutes. The, the link there on my website, or you can just visit my website is careerdevelopmentadvisors.net forward slash book online. And that is only to book a conversation, complimentary 15 minutes with me. Um, at worst, you walk away with some free career coaching tips. At best, you decide, hey, I would really like to really dedicate the time I deserve and I need to move my career forward. So I really appreciate your time and joining me today. And again, don't be in that hamster wheel. Don't be stuck. Take these five steps I gave you, figure out time to address those, whether it's a little bit today while it's fresh on your mind. And if you still have half an hour of lunch left, start jotting down those accomplishments, start looking for that dream job and baby steps, but you have to hold yourself accountable. So again, make it a great Wednesday. Thank you for joining me and I hope to see you next week. Take care.